Thank you, Pastor, for allowing me to be back. I want to ask you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 19. The book of Luke, chapter 19. And I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, to please stand with me in reverence to the reading of God's Word. I'm speaking this morning on this thought. Jesus passed by. Jesus passed by. Luke 19 in verse 1, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. He could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. Verse 10. For the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. I thank God for verse 10 because that included you and that included me. Father, thank you for your word. Bless the message. Save the lost. Reclaim those who have strayed and strengthen those in need today, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. When I was just a little boy, we would go to Sunday school and occasionally in vacation Bible school, we would sing a song that most of you will recognize this morning. It went something like this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. He climbed up into a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed his way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down because I'm going to your house today. Little did I realize many years later, God would call me to preach and give me a message on this biblical character a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Now the Bible teaches us several things about him. First of all, the Bible teaches us he was a publican. Now up in East Tennessee, I preached this message at a convention and they thought I said Republican, but he was a publican. Not only was he a publican, but he was very wealthy. And not only was he very wealthy, but the Bible teaches us that he was a tax collector. 
And I sincerely believe that it was very probable it was Zacchaeus's job to simply go from house to house, rightfully collecting taxes for the government. And this morning in these few moments together, I want to ask you to join me on a brief journey as we visit four homes with Zacchaeus, as he is challenged to collect taxes for the government. He arises early in the morning and starts down a long, dusty road. He finally comes to the first house of the day and he knocks upon the door and a gentleman responds who is blind. And he declares, Mr. Zacchaeus, sir, I know who you are and I understand why you are here. But Mr. Zacchaeus, I am blind. Sir, I have never seen, I have never witnessed the dawn of a sunrise. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I'm not able to work. And and to be very honest with you, sir, I have no money to pay my taxes. Zacchaeus saw that indeed this man was blind. He could not imagine, have never witnessed the dawning of a sunrise or the beauty of seeing a child. But he declared, sir, I will return in 30 days. But understand, sir, Even though you are blind in 30 days, when I return, your taxes must be paid. He now continues his journey to the second house of the day. And as he knocks upon the door, a lady responds and she is weeping. There is a yellow color that covers her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. She looks very fragile. She is very sick and She looks at Zacchaeus and declares, sir, I have an issue of blood and and soon I shall die. And Mr. Zacchaeus, to be honest, sir, all of the money that I had put aside to pay my taxes have been consumed by, by my many medical expenses. Sir, I have no money to pay for my taxes. Sir, I'm sorry, I'm dying of cancer. Please have mercy on me. And Zacchaeus saw that indeed she was so very sick. And he declared, ma'am, I'm coming back in 30 days to see your neighbor down the road. And and ma'am, when I come back in 30 days, I'm going to stop by your house, ma'am. And I'm sincerely sorry about your illness. But in 30 days, when I return, please understand, your taxes must be paid. He now continues his journey to the third house of the day and This time a lady responds and she too is is weeping. There are dark circles under her eyes signifying that it had been many days or possibly nights since she had had a full night's rest. About that time, three little children come and huddle at her side and, and they're weeping because they're hungry. Their clothes are ragged. And about that time, he hears an unusual noise from behind the house. He steps to the side of the porch and he looks around and and there in the cemetery behind the residence is a man who is totally nude. He is running through the cemetery. He he is tearing the tombstones apart and, and he is ripping his own flesh asunder. And with a broken heart and spirit, the lady looks at Zacchaeus 
and declares, Mr. Zacchaeus, sir, that is my husband. He is possessed of demons from another world. And Mr. Zacchaeus, it has been months since he has worked. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I'm working two jobs to love and to care for and to provide for my family. Sir, I've got to be totally honest with you today. I have no money to pay my taxes. Zacchaeus saw that indeed this man was possessed of demons. He was not anxious to hang around. He declared, ma'am, I will return in 30 days. And in 30 days when I return, your taxes must be paid. He goes to the final house of the day and he knocks upon the door. He sees a, a spray of flowers hanging on the door signifying that someone in the residence has died. Slowly the door opens. A lady is dressed in black and a, a veil covers her face. She is in official mourning. And with a broken heart and in desperation, she looks sternly at, at Mr. Zacchaeus and declares, Sir, I am a widow. My only son has died. I will bury him today. And the money that I had saved to pay for my taxes will be consumed by the funeral expenses. Sir, I'm sorry, but I have no funds to pay for my taxes. Zacchaeus cannot imagine the hurt. He cannot imagine the horror of losing a child, much less an only child. And he declares, ma'am, I will return in 30 days. But please understand, ma'am, In 30 days, when I return, your taxes must be paid. So very hurriedly, those 30 days do pass. Zacchaeus arises early in the morning and suddenly he's reminded that today he must visit four homes that only 30 days previous had encountered some of the most challenging experiences of his life. Yet he had a job to do and he starts down that same long dusty road. He finally comes to the door of that first house and he knocks on the door and a a man responds and there is a smile upon his face and there is joy in his heart and there is a special twinkle in his eyes and he declares, I desire to see the master of the house, please. The gentleman responds, sir, I am the master of this house. But he said, sir, I was here 30 days ago and the master of this house was blind. And I believe it was there that he began to say, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Sir, I was blind, but now I see. Oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, how much time do you have, sir? Sit down here on the porch for just a minute and let me tell you about the best day of my life. I was standing on the side of the road and I heard someone cry from a distance, here comes Jesus. I'd heard of Jesus. I'd heard of his ministry. I'd heard of his miracles. But understand, even though I believed I was blind and I could not find my way to Jesus, 
But oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, the best part of that day was when I could not go to Jesus. Jesus came to me. And there in the middle of the road, he he took the dust of the earth and he took the dust and he patted it and molded it. He spat in it. He placed it in my eyes and he told me to go wash and I would come sing. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I've been seeing every since the day a man called Jesus passed by. And oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, I got a job. I've been working I'm paying my bills and here's your money for your taxes. Go in peace in Jesus' name. Oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, Mr. Zacchaeus, I really hope you can meet Jesus someday. Zacchaeus continues his journey and he now comes to the second house of the day and he knocks upon the door and a lady responds and she is smiling. There is a fresh rose color now flowing through her cheeks. She is one happy camper. And he declares, ma'am, I desire to see the master of the house, please. She said, oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, I am the master of this house. But he said, ma'am, you don't understand. I was here 30 days ago and the lady here had an issue of blood. She was dying of cancer. To be honest, ma'am, I thought for sure you would be dead and buried by now. She said, Mr. Zacchaeus, can I tell you about the best day of my life? Some of my friends picked me up early in the morning. They were carrying me down to the Walgreens. We were going to get all my prescriptions filled. And and while we were on our way to the drugstore, someone cried out, here comes Jesus. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I cannot explain to you the joy and the anticipation of knowing that I was coming into the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. And I was standing there on the side of the road and he came closer and closer and closer. And the closer he came, suddenly there was a confirmation in my spirit if I could just touch him. And Jesus passed by. And Mr. Zacchaeus, when Jesus passed by, I reached out and I touched the hem of his garment. And the moment that I touched the hem of the garment of the Lord Jesus Christ, instantly and gloriously and miraculously, there was a royal blood transfusion performed in my life. All things passed away and all things became new in Jesus. Oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, what a wonderful day since Jesus passed by. Some of you are looking at me right now like, Brother Phil, I've never heard it preached like this before. Brother Phil, are are you sure it really happened this way? I was asked to preach this message at the Southern Baptist Convention Pastors Conference in New Orleans. 
And after the service, one of those dignified seminary dude professor guys came up to me after the service and he said, Brother Phil, he said, I appreciate your imagination, but you cannot prove it happened the way you preached it here today. I said, Professor, you're right, but Professor, you can't prove it didn't happen this way. Hey, I do know this, blind Bartimaeus received his sight. I know this, that lady with an issue of blood was instantly healed in the presence of Jesus when he passed by. Let me just throw this in right here free. I believe in all of the miracles of the Bible. Let me say that again. I believe in all of the miracles of the Bible. I believe Jonah got swallowed by a whale. And let me tell you how conservative I really am. Had the Bible said Jonah swallowed the whale, I would have believed that. Amen? Amen. I believe in the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea. I believe it really happened. I preached that one night and believe it or not, you think I'm making this up, but it really happened. One of those dignified seminary professors came up to me after the service, after I preached on the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea. He said, Dr. Hoskins, are you not aware that where the children of Israel actually crossed, the water was only three inches deep? I said, Professor, run that by me one more time. He said, it is historically proven that where the children of Israel actually crossed, the water was only three inches deep. I said, professor, hold my mule while I have a spell because if God drowned that crowd in three inches of water, it's a far greater miracle than I ever imagined. Jesus passed by. Oh, Mr. Zacchaeus, maybe you can meet Jesus someday. He goes to the third house. He knocks on the door. A lady responds and she is smiling. She has on a new outfit. She's been to the mall. (laughs) Say amen, ladies. That's the best shot you're gonna have today. She's been to the mall. She's been shopping. She has on a new outfit. Man, that makeup is just right. She is looking good. And about that time, three little children, three little boys come and huddle at her side and they have on new Tommy Hilfiger jeans and Ralph Lauren polo shirts and they are styling new Adidas sneakers. Hey, no, no Nikes in this house. Say amen right there. And they are looking good. At about that time, a tall, stately, handsome man comes and stands at her side. And she puts her arm around him. He puts his arm around her. And I bet Zacchaeus, his first impression was, man, I'm glad she got her a new man. She needed one bad. (laughs) She said, Zacchaeus, I owe you an apology, sir. 
You were here 30 days ago. You saw my husband in the cemetery running nude, ripping the tombstones apart, tearing his own flesh asunder. And I remember distinctively telling you, no man can chain him and no man can tame him. But that was before. Are y'all listening to me? That was before a mighty man. That was before a miracle working man called Jesus passed by. And he cast those demons out of my husband into a herd of swine. And down over the mountainside they ran and drowned in the wading creek below. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I've got a new husband now. And my children have a new daddy now. For one reason, Jesus passed by. And Mr. Zacchaeus, since my husband got saved, he got a job. Is this all? (laughs) She said, since my husband got saved, he got a job. And now I stay home, tending to the house, taking care of the kids. The greatest blessing I've ever had is to be mom. And my husband is now supplying the physical, the spiritual, and the financial needs of our family. Boy, that's popular today, isn't it? But Mr. Zacchaeus, I really hope you can meet Jesus someday. Wouldn't y'all like to have been there? He goes to the final house of the day. He knocks on the door and seemingly no one's there and he knocks again and no one responds and he thinks. She probably just had to get away for a while to escape the memories and deal with her grief. He's just walking away. The door slowly opens and there's one of the most beautiful little nine or 10-year-old olive-skinned, brown-eyed boys you've ever seen in your life. Zacchaeus looks down and says, son, I'm sorry. I'm at the wrong house. He said, oh no, sir, Mr. Zach. My mama's been looking for you all morning. He's in the timeout, son. Zacchaeus has had a challenging day. (laughs) I've seen a blind man receive his sight. I've seen a lady with an issue of blood healed. I've seen an old boy possessed of demons set free. And the lady who lived here said her only son had died. He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mr. Zacchaeus. That was me. That was me, sir. I was dead. I got real sick. Mama called for a prayer meeting and they had a prayer chain and everybody was praying, believing God to touch me and to restore me to hell, but it wasn't in the plan. It was not in the providence of God for me to be healed. And I died. Mom put me away really nice. We were having... We had the service and we were coming out of the village of Nain 
in the procession of death, headed toward the graveyard. But what my mama didn't know was on the other end of that dusty road was another procession. It was not the procession of death. It was the procession of deity. Hey, we were headed toward the graveyard. The other procession was headed toward glory. We were being led by the pale horse we all call death, but the other procession was being led by the Lord Jesus Christ, the lily of the valley, the rose of Sharon, the pride and the morning star, the altogether lovely. It was being led by none other than Jesus. And we had a head-on collision right there in the middle of the road. Jesus stopped the procession of death. Folks, that's why he came. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus came to stop the procession of death. And Jesus extended his heart to my mother. And he looked over to my mom and said, don't cry anymore. And after he extended his heart to my mother, he extended his hand to me. Now, Mr. Zacchaeus, you've got to understand, I was dead, laying in my casket, minding my own business. (laughs) And Jesus said, young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And before I knew it, my heart was beating, my lungs were breathing, and up out of that casket I came. I was dead, but Mr. Zacchaeus, I am now alive for one reason Jesus passed me. Mr. Zacchaeus, it caused quite a stir in our community. Y'all are a little slow this morning, but you're gonna get this tomorrow by slow freight and somewhere around lunchtime, you're gonna have a shouting spell right where you are. Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask y'all a question. If If your neighbor died and you went down here to one of these funeral homes and signed the register and sent flowers and took food to the house, And three or four or five days later, y'all run into them at the Dollar General. I'm telling you, business is going to pick up in Jamestown. (laughs) Amen? Mr. Zacchaeus, I was dead, but I'm not dead anymore. And Mr. Zacchaeus, I'm sincere, sir. I really hope you can meet Jesus someday. And he starts back home. And on his way home, he passes one of his old buddies on the road. And he looks at Zacchaeus and says, Zacchaeus, have you heard a man called Jesus? He said, more than you would know. <laughs> He's at the town square. And I believe Zacchaeus said, I've heard all I need to hear. I've seen all I need to see. And as fast as his feet would carry him, to the town square he ran. 
Did you hear this part where it said, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was? The seed had been planted. He sought to see Jesus, who he was. And when he got to the square, the Bible said he couldn't get to Jesus because of the press. Now that wasn't the Atlanta Journal or CNN. That was the people keeping him from Jesus. And I want everybody to look right here and listen. Anytime there's a desire in anybody's life to get to Jesus, the enemy's gonna have something or someone there to keep them from Christ. And the Bible said he climbed a sycamore tree because he wanted to see Jesus. He climbed a sycamore tree. And guess what? Jesus passed by. And he looked up in that tree. And pastor, I don't believe Jesus had seen Zacchaeus before that day and I don't believe Zacchaeus had seen Jesus. And Jesus called him by his name. I said, Jesus called his name. Jesus had his number. Zacchaeus, make haste, come down. I'm going to your house today. I don't believe he sat up there in the limb of that tree and said, sing one more verse. (laughs) Sing one more verse. Hey, maybe the next time you come through town, we'll do business. Uh -uh. Hey, do you know sycamore trees do not have bark on them? Sycamore trees are barkless trees. And I believe one reason sycamore trees don't have any bark on them is because old Zacchaeus skinned that sucker so fast coming down. And he came down, he made haste, and he received Jesus with joy. And Jesus said, I'm going to your house today. Did you read it? about the hypocrites in the crowd. They said, can y'all believe this? Jesus is going home with a sinner. I'd like to have been there and jumped right in the middle of that crowd of hypocrites and went, come here, guys. (laughs) Come here. You don't understand. That's why Jesus came. That's why he came. To seek and to save that which is lost. Can I tell you the best part of the story? This same Jesus. Not a cowboy Jesus. Not a Hollywood Jesus. Not a Harley Davidson Jesus. This same Jesus wants to go home with you today. And he wants to fix whatever's wrong in your life. But he is a perfect gentleman. He will not intrude. He will only go where he's invited. 
And while Jesus passes by, Jamestown, Tennessee this morning, reach out and touch him. I was nine years old when he opened my blinded eyes. I was nine years old when there was a royal blood transfusion performed in my heart and life. When the demons of hell were gambling for my soul, Jesus passed by and set my captive so free. I was lost. I was dead. I was buried in the trespasses of my sins. But Jesus passed by and raised me to a newness of life and I've never been the same. And if you will reach out and touch him this morning, you will never be the same. May we pray together, please. How many of you this morning would say, Brother Phil, there is a, there's a physical need in my life, a physical need, and that physical need is bigger than me, bigger than doctors, bigger than medicine. And to be honest, Brother Phil, I really need to touch Jesus before I leave today. I have a physical need and I need Jesus to pass by and touch me and cleanse me and heal me and I believe my God is bigger than any need I have. I need a physical touch from the Lord. Pray for me. Can I see your hand? Can I see your hand? There's one, two, three, four, five. Anywhere else? I have a physical need. Six, seven, eight. Thank you. You can put your hands down. How many of you say, Brother Phil, I have a financial need? And folks, let me tell you something. That's not something to be embarrassed about. Trust me, it's not anything to be embarrassed about. This pandemic has wreaked havoc on our country, our families, our incomes. How many of you today say, Brother Phil, I have a financial need and I need Jesus to pass by and supply my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I have a financial need. Pray for me, Brother Phil. Can I see your hand? Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. God bless you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Thank you. How many of you say, Brother Phil, there's a need in my family? A family need. The enemy's come against my family. He's trying to dismantle and ultimately destroy my family. I've said all I know to say, done all I know to do, but the enemy's destroying my family. And I want my family saved today for the glory of God. And I need Jesus to pass by and put my family back together. It's broken. I have a family need. Can I see your hand? God bless y'all. 20, 25 hands. God bless you. Put your hands down. Is there anyone here today that's never trusted Jesus? You've never entered into a covenant relationship with Christ. If not, right now, Jesus is passing by, speaking to you, convicting you, drawing you, loving you to the cross. And if you've never trusted Jesus right now in the quietness of this moment, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer and ask you to repeat it after me. Not out loud, but in your heart. Pray this prayer right now, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. I'm in the need of a savior. And Lord Jesus, I need you. 
Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for being buried. Thank you for rising from the grave. I believe the gospel. I receive the gospel. Save me, I pray in Jesus' name. I'm not ashamed of you and I will live for you. And I will confess you. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. No one looking, please. If you just prayed that prayer with me and you were sincere, you meant it from the bottom of your heart. You just prayed and asked Jesus to come into your heart. Will you just raise your hand along with mine? Anyone, anywhere, Brother Phil, I just prayed that prayer with you. I just asked Jesus to be my Savior. Anyone, anywhere, while we wait for just a moment. Now in closing, for every person that raised your hand that you have a physical need, that you have a family need, you have a financial need. If you raise your hand, I want you to look at me. Look at me, just quickly. God loves you. He wants to supply your need. He does not want you to leave this church today with the same burden you brought. And the best news of the day is this. Our God is able to supply every need in your life according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And while Jesus passes by, if you want to reach out and touch him and you want God to touch you and minister to you and supply your needs today. I'm going to count to the number three. And when I get to the number three, I want you to get up out of your seat and come. Kneel at this altar. If you can't kneel, just come and stand. We'll stay as long as we need to stay. God's in the business of helping hurting people. That's why he came. Are you ready? One, two, you be the first one. Three, three.